Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Last time I preached to you, I started us off with a quote. I see no reason not to do that today. So let's see if you can guess the subject of these quotes. Let's see if you can guess what these quotes are referring to. There's three of them. The playwright George Bernard Shaw said, It is the curious record of the visions of a drug addict. Martin Luther, writing in the year 1552, said of it, It is neither apostolic nor prophetic. I can in no way detect that the Holy Spirit produced it. Christ is neither taught nor known in it. And finally, Thomas Paine, the American pamphleteer, this is what he said about the subject. It is a book of riddles that requires a revelation to explain it. A book of riddles that requires a revelation to explain it. So this last quote may have given it away. These quotes refer to the book of the Bible from where our first reading comes to us this morning. John sees in his revelation a multitude that cannot be numbered. It is vast, boundless, limitless, expansive. A multitude from every nation, we are told. From every nation, from every tribe, from every people, and every language. Who are they? The question is asked. Who are these robed in white. Revelation almost did not make it into the Bible. I know that surprises you, but Revelation almost did not make it into the Bible. We rarely hear from Revelation on Sundays. Thomas Jefferson, you may know, he purportedly took a razor blade and removed parts of the Bible that he did not agree with. So if we did the same and we took a razor blade to Revelation and removed it from our Bible, would we even miss it? So why today? Why on this All Saints Day do we all of a sudden have a reading from Revelation? Who are they? Who is this multitude? Who are these robed in white? Recently, I was invited to a senior living facility in the area to present Revelation to their Bible study. 
And with any event like this, when you are asked to come and present on some subject, you need to know your audience. So I knew this group was a conglomerate of different Christian traditions, faiths, and backgrounds. So I was careful not to go full Episcopalian on them right away. But instead, what I did was very carefully, very intricately explain the importance of reading Revelation responsibly. I explained the importance of how we must place this widely misunderstood and commonly, very commonly misconstrued book of the Bible in its rightful context. That is the Anglican way. That is the Episcopalian way. Always put Scripture in its rightful context. So after we do this with Revelation, after we place Revelation in its first century context, and after we understand what was going on at the time, and perhaps why Revelation was written, Revelation is better revealed to us. Pun completely intended. So in its proper context, Revelation becomes less scary and better understood. Then and only then, in its context, are we able to see perhaps why this book was included in the Bible after all. Revelation is full of hope. Revelation is full of healing and wholeness Justice and compassion, mercy and God's grace upon grace. Revelation is, and dare I say it, full of resurrection, where death is defeated and God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven is fully realized. Revelation was written to give hope to those Christians who are being persecuted in the first century at the hands of the Roman Empire. In its appropriate context, it offers hope to us in our own day. In its appropriate context, it is capable of offering hope to us in the midst of this pandemic. So this is why we read Revelation on All Saints Day. It offers hope to us because All Saints Day is about our hope. It's about our Christian hope. These robed in white are those that have been marked as Christ's own forever. They are from every nation, tribe, people, and language. We will call some of them by name later on in this service. They are the, they are the American soldier killed in battle. They are the homeless person who died on the streets. They are the 200,000 plus that have died due to the coronavirus this year. They are our mothers, our fathers, our siblings, and our friends. They are the people that we love but see no longer. They are the people whose voices we miss and whose advice and counsel we long and yearn for. They are the reason that some days, if not most, our hearts ache and our souls cry out to God. They are the victims of suicide, addiction, stroke, heart attack, ALS, Alzheimer's, and that damn disease, cancer. They were firefighters, teachers, 
doctors, bankers, homemakers, priests, musicians, janitors, cashiers, and even attorneys. They strayed from God, and they were close to God. They were righteous, and they were sinners. They believed in God, and they doubted. They were members of the LGBT community. They believed and worshipped God in various ways. Some of them wear smaller robes because some of them are our children. These robed in white are healed and made whole. They do not suffer. They are at peace and they live. They belong to Jesus Christ. We are bound together with them because we too belong to Jesus Christ. Whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's possession. Our first reading from Revelation assures us that those we love but see no longer are the ones robed in white. They are in that place that Christ has prepared for them. But where does that leave us? Those, for a time, go on living. You and me. Where does that leave us? Those who have died rest in the near presence of Jesus. But what about us? the saints here on earth. Jesus tells us today that we are blessed, that you are blessed. Those that go on living, the poor in spirit, those who mourn, the meek, the hungry and thirsty, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers, and those who are persecuted, they are blessed. You are blessed. If you are like me, you might find yourself in one of these beatitude categories today. Maybe you are poor in spirit. Maybe you are sorrowful. Maybe you hunger and thirst to see God. Maybe you are searching for hope. You are blessed. You, like those who are robed in white, belong to Christ. Blessed are the poor in spirit. For they have been marked as Christ's own forever. Blessed are those who mourn. For they have been marked as Christ's own forever. Blessed are the meek. For they have been marked as Christ's own forever. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They have been marked as Christ's own forever. Blessed are the merciful. They have been marked as Christ's own forever. Blessed are the pure in heart. They have been marked as Christ's own forever. Blessed are the peacemakers. They have been marked as Christ's own forever. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. They have been marked as Christ's own forever. Blessed are those robed in white. They have been marked as Christ's own forever. Blessed are you. Blessed are we, those who go on living. We have been marked as Christ's own forever. Amen.